Faith FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It is a beautiful morning with Lawson right here in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I'm Blake. Mm -hmm. I hope you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And I hope that uh, wherever you're listening from, maybe it be... Lismore, New South Wales. Mm. Just looking at the list here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's Botswana. Maybe it is Botswana. In in Africa. <laughs> where Lyle is well, he's probably still on the way, right? He probably hasn't got there yet. Yeah. I came in this morning and Shell was very sad. Uh. I was I just walked in, I was like, Hey Shell, how are you? And she's like, I'm sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lyle has jet set off to to Botswana to share the gospel over there. Amen. That's mm. super cool. That's exciting. I mean, it's sad for Shell, but also really exciting for the entire country of Botswana. Have you been to another country to preach before? Yes, I have. Which countries? Uh, like, which countries have I preached in? Yeah. Um, a lot. Like, uh, Fiji, Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. uh, Zimbabwe, uh-huh. South Africa, Sweden, uh-huh. Norway, uh America, uh-huh. <laughs> Australia, mm-hmm. maybe El Salvador, wow. actually as well too. Uh, yeah, dude, you've hit you've hit up all the spots. No, there's more to go. Oh, the gospel has not been shared with the whole world. We got a mission to do, man. Amen, amen. So. And Lyle is contributing that by amen. heading over to Botswana and preaching over there. So praise God. Pray for him as well as he's over there that he stays safe. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Coming up on Faith FM as well, a Connecticut court slams women's sports by ruling in favor of biological male transgender athletes, allowing them to compete against women. Just Connecticut things, bro. Also, a new, (laughs) seriously, a new report reveals that attacks on American churches have increased by 174% in the past four years. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, this morning with Blake and Lawson. And we are so happy that you're here during this beautiful holiday season. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're doing. But we thank you for joining us here this morning. And I want to ask, if you can, please text us at 0491-064-669. And share what you're doing this holiday season. I want to know. Are you going for a surf? Are you going mm-hmm. to go visit family? Are you going mm-hmm. to be with friends? Are you going to eat a lot of food? Are mm-hmm. you not going to eat a lot of food? Are you going to make some New Year's resolutions that you're afraid to make? But mm-hmm. maybe writing them down and sharing them on Faith FM mm-hmm. will help you to be a little more accountable to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing this time? 0491-064-669. Lawson, what is the... First quiz question of the, the day. First quiz question right here. Okay, you've got multiple choice. So we're giving you, we're throwing you a softball right here. A little softy. That's right. A little underhand swing for the fences one. That's right. This is a little layup right here. Who told King Jehoram to dig ditches in a certain valley? Okay. Who, who told King Jehoram to dig ditches in a certain valley? Was it A, Elijah, B, Jehoshaphat, C, Jeremiah, or D, Elisha. So, was it Elijah, Jehoshaphat, Jeremiah, or Elisha who told King Jehoram to dig ditches in a certain valley? It almost sounds like like a rebuke or like a, like an insult. Like, hey, go dig ditches in a certain valley. 
Well, I th- I think they dug the ditches so they could, you know, have some fights with, oh, some, with some wars, you know. Yes. But who little clue? Who who Let that one who told bag. them to dig those ditches? Elijah, Jehoshaphat, Jeremiah, or Elisha? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. We have an amazing prize this week: a Conflict of the Ages box set. We'll give to you for free. You just have to get in the draw, and to get in the draw, you just have to answer these questions correctly. At 0491-064-669, who told King Jehoram to dig ditches in a certain valley? Elijah, Jehoshaphat, Jeremiah, or Elisha? Okay, Blake. Yes. I have some stories here. You know, I have I have I have some some Christmas stories. Okay. But I decided to I want to talk about China instead. So <laughs> uh, just you know, like I just I there was just I, I needed to talk about this because this is this is big news and I knew that you weren't gonna talk about it. And this is also good news. This is good news. It's interesting news. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna discuss what's happening in China right now because essentially China had one of the most strangely enough, one of the most effective protests that we've seen in the twenty first century. I consider basically every protest that has happened in the last 20 years to ultimately fail. Mm. Like, protests haven't really changed much. And furthermore, some of the protests that we've seen, particularly, like, the 2020-era protests, where it was just about, well, like, there were over-important issues, but then a lot of protesting devolved into shooting and killing and looting. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, then led to, like, the arrests of thousands of people and... And it's, I don't think many protests have been effective. That's my point. So um, I actually just on this line. So we've got like the the BLM protests. Mm -hmm. We got like some of the COVID protests. We got like the storming of the Capitol. January 6th. January 6th. We got like, you're actually right that the impact of them has not really made much changes in all Mm -hmm. reality. In fact, the, and some of the BLM ones in um, Michigan have made things worse. Made things worse, that's right. Significantly so. Well, in China, they got out on the streets to protest COVID zero. In those streets. And there are incredibly strict regulations on how you can protest in China, uh, being that it was interesting. Basically, they did what's called a white paper protest, which is you're not allowed to hold up signs in China that say certain things or you'll be arrested. So they would go out on the streets with pieces of blank sheets of paper and hold them up in the air. Wow. Basically communicating what they're trying to communicate without saying it. Furthermore, they would go out on the streets and have mass protests where they would scream and chant, we love COVID zero. And the reason they'd do this is because if they say anything against it, again, they'll just get arrested on site. Right. So it's like reverse psychology. Like they're going out like, we love the lockdown. Yes. We love it. Not being able to say anything. We like, yeah. Wow. And, and and they showed out in in full force. There was like still arrests and all kinds of things that I took saw, place. I saw some wild but stuff. But as a result of these protests, and I think the West rest of the world looking onto these protests, China, the Chinese government has dropped COVID zero. Really? They they have committed to opening the rest of China up. And they've been doing it. By March next year, COVID zero will be completely abolished, but they're already opening things that up. Good People news. are getting out there. Now, well, the, I saw I saw some crazy stuff. Now, I don't know how valid all of it was, but mm-hmm. I saw the the Chinese government welding people into their homes. Yeah. Like, 
like with a bar. So this That's crazy stuff. This comes at a time of unrest in China as well, where they are having significant. They're having a significant housing crisis. Uh, which is leading, which was leading to protests already, plus COVID zero. And there was a particular story, and you can talk to pretty much any Chinese person, and they'll tell you about this. They'll outline and detail this to you. There was a particular story up in the, I believe it was in like Xijiang, the that region. I, I might be getting it wrong, but it's in in the north of China, yeah. where there was a building that had a fire in it. And the fire brigade show up to put the fire out. It was an apartment building. And they couldn't get in because the government had locked the building off from because it had some COVID cases in it. So they put a physical like lock on the yeah, building, like what, like what you're talking about, like welding stuff. They physically locked the building, and as a result, it took an hour for the fire brigade to get in, and ten people ended up dying as a result. And that so that was the big spark of the process. Already housing crisis, everyone's stuck inside when the rest of the world's allowed to leave. People are upset, and and then that was kind of the catalyst. That was the spark. Well, I on it. I'm just let's just take a minute here. For, I'm sorry. Two things. Number one, Lawson, you strangely know so much about China stuff. Mm. Like I, I love. I just want our listeners to know. Like you hang out with like <laughs> Chinese people like all the time, and like you yep. definitely know stuff. So this is not just you like making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually respect the fact that you you actually know what you're talking about on this stuff. Like. Asian stuff in general, you're pretty well informed. I kind of <laughs> I, got I don't understand. I got yet. friends in high places. You definitely do. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, on what planet does any government think? Hey, I think we're going to weld the door shut mm-hmm. because that's going to keep us safe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the whole purpose of a fire escape. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that's right. Don't that's weld right. the door shut. Like, yeah. I mean, it is. That's where we've actually come to. I mean, we're going to talk about some other stuff later on today too, but we've literally come to a place where like logic yeah. is no longer part yeah. of the equation. It's it's logic trumped by ideology. Ultimately, that's what we're that's what we're seeing with so many in so many places of the world. We talk about the United States, we talk about Australia, but even in China, in regards to COVID zero, it was an ideology that was above logic. Uh, but they had a huge protest. Again, this white paper protest where they're going out in the streets going, that. we love COVID. Yeah. No, we love COVID zero. And <sighs> we love Xi Jinping. Anyways, they've dropped it. And as a result, everything's <laughs> opening up. Now, that being said. <laughs> How awesome. It's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> that that being said, that being said, uh, I was talking, I was hanging out with one of my You're Chinese so smart. friends last night. I, I have a Chinese friend named Jay who I do Bible studies with and I teach in the Bible. Shout out, Jay. We had a great Bible study and dinner last night. My friend Ruben was there too. And um, he was telling me as soon as they've opened up, his whole family has COVID. His whole family has COVID. His <laughs> girlfriend has COVID. Everyone has COVID. Like, you're talking about China, one of the most population-dense places. Okay. And they live very close to Beijing as well. Right. And as right. soon as... Like, they've opened up. Everyone's getting COVID. Now, uh, at the same time, China is taking a massive vaccination tilt. They're, they're really, like, pushing for people to get vac- vaccinated. And they're claiming that 90% of the population has been vaccinated. But when you look deeper in the numbers, only 50% of people who are above 80 years old, who COVID affects the most, have been vaccinated. Now, when I'm going to talk about the effectiveness of vaccinations and whether or not you should get them is something we've discussed on the show before. But we're just seeing that, you know, as a, as a countermeasure, like, to China opening up, 
you know, much more people getting COVID. There are more COVID deaths, but hopefully that this leads to a China that in May next year I can go and visit, which is my which <laughs> is my plan. That's so. the ultimate end game to this whole report. Is yeah. you're like, yes, yeah, I can visit China. I'm, I'm planning to go over there in May next year with some friends, and and it's, it's gonna be, be cool. And the deal actually, they're like Lawson. Look, if you buy a ticket, jump on the plane. That's it. We'll hook you up for everything else. So I'm really looking forward to Hot that. Hot pot. Here we come. Here we come. But yeah, this is this is good news, I think. This Absolutely. Is, this is good news. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. With Blake and Lawson, we are in the studio. We have some questions for you and hopefully you have some answers to send yeah. in. That's right. Here we go. Our next question, true or false? The story of the little drummer boy is found in the book of Matthew. True Ooh. or false? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our amazing Conflict of the Ages Bible study box set. These books, as we've been saying, you know, you read through each era. There's five of them and it covers each era of biblical history going from the beginning of creation until the end of time. If you want to know all about it, 0491-064-669, answer the questions correctly, go into the draw, which will be drawn tomorrow. Again, the story of the little drummer boy is found in the book of Matthew. True or false? Mm. I just want two things. Number one, that box set is beautiful. Mm. I just had my hands on it uh, because I have the exact same one in my Mm. house. It's Amazing mm-hmm. on every level. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, th- also important, I suppose, mm-hmm. is when we are like promoting all of the, you know, the box set and everything that we have here. Like it's it's just like I think a really cool thing. Like I've talked to a couple people about how they just really enjoy like the gifts that come through on Faith FM mm. and. I don't want to overlook the the fact that we have this opportunity to actually mm. give gifts. And so um, I want to encourage all of our listeners as well, give a gift mm-hmm. this season. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe Christmas might not be your thing. You might not be into it. But, man, gift giving is a language of love. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it is truly better to give than to receive. And mm-hmm. I was talking with some of my friends about Christmas uh, back in the States, and they're both dads, and, and we were kind of just talking about how we kind of feel like this Christmas season is more, it's not really about the dads. Mm. Like, if this is our opportunity. Like, if, if we as dudes want stuff, we'll just go buy it. Mm. Like, that's how we roll. So like, sure. I want something, I just go get this thing, right? Mm. But, so, we like, that's not really for us. But, like, if you're, especially if you're a dad listening, uh, like, if you are... In this opportunity, this is your opportunity to kind of say to your loved ones, to your kids, uh, to your spouse, like, hey, this is a time that I want to give you these gifts uh, to say I love you. Mm. And and it's a, it, don't make it like a commercial materialistic thing, but make it a an opportunity to say like, hey, I've been able to provide and have this opportunity uh, all year. I want to give to you because I care about you and I love you. Mm. And I just feel like this season time is a really kind of a time for dads to really for everyone but really specifically dads to just really kind of like help out and to return the love i don't know well good thing i'm not a dad (laughs) i don't need to participate not yet (laughs) (laughs) um 
Well, anyway, <laughs> on that, uh, we have a couple stories here that I'm pretty upset about, mm-hmm. just to be honest. Um, In fact, these stories are on your personal pet peeves. You know, we got, this we, is we've got some pet peeves in the studio. We you do. Know, Lyle and cats and mushrooms. My <laughs> me and cryptocurrency and you know various other things. Uh, Blake and I'm on your list. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, cryptocurrencies yeah. and Blake. Blake. Yep. And then and Blake's the, thing. Blake's thing is, uh, I I really, I mean. It really grinds my gears mm-hmm. when I see uh, transgender athletes who are biological females competing in female biological, biological sports. Biological Bi- males. Sorry, biological mm-hmm. males. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you for correcting me there. Biological males who are transgender, mm-hmm. so appearing to be female, and then participating in female sports. Mm-hmm. And what I guess one of the big reasons is, is this is a... this touches home for me so my daughter uh, praise the lord she is an 11 year old giant she's a phenom bro. <laughs> yeah, she's when she goes and plays ice hockey like she practices you know with uh, some of the the players who are on the australian ice hockey junior olympic team wow you know, she's she plays uh basketball for you know the new south wales rep like representative for the state mm. right so she's she is a a shredder on the ice, a baller on the courts. Like mm-hmm. she is good, and and she's actually good. Like I know mm-hmm. she's my daughter, so I'm just like ah, I just think she's amazing. But like <laughs> when she's playing, when she's doing stuff, I'm like oh well, I I can't do that thing. And I play basketball. Like I mm-hmm. saw her do this like behind the back crossover, and I was like, I didn't teach her that. I don't know mm-hmm. how she did that, you know. But the problem is, at this age, by the way, so she's 11 right now, so it doesn't really matter. Like because literally she's. She's just literally breaking ankles, mm. you know, like not literally, but you know, like dribbling the ball and 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 she's playing against boys mm. and she's winning mm. because at this age, it's all relatively yeah. the same. Dude, I I was uh I was at the forum, which is our like at, at the Newcastle Uni. Mm-hmm. They have like the big gym there called the Forum, and out this side they have uh, the soccer fields where they train all the junior Jets, which is like the Newcastle right, Jets, right. our soccer team. And there was a boys' team versus a girls' team, and they were like again like under tens, under elevens, and they were shredders. Like they're like the best. They're the junior Jets, so they're like the best soccer players in the region. But the game was even because because at that age, yeah, it doesn't matter. But when mm. puberty hits, mm. there is a significant change in the body, like mm. a significant change in the body that then makes biological males like percentage wise stronger. Like mm. it's like you can argue, you can be upset about it. You can be mad about it or whatever, but yeah. it's a fact. Mm. And, and it's something that like uh, for my daughter who's 11 right now, that doesn't matter. But when she's 15, that will definitely matter. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old boys, girls and guys should not be competing together. Then then furthermore, as even you get into the college age and the adult time, like it's the advantages change significantly because mm. of the biological chemistry. And what's happening in Connecticut, these four female athletes basically have you know filed a lawsuit against the Connecticut, you know, um, athletics association mm. saying it's really unfair that you're allowing biological males who identify as transgender or identify as girls to compete because they're shattering records. Yeah. 
they're beating all of these other girls in these sports. And these girls are saying, like, hey, we had an opportunity to go to the uh, state-run uh, championship mm-hmm. track rally, and, and they were not allowed to go because these transgender females represented their schools instead, mm. which then they missed out on opportunities to be in front of college scouts because the way it all works in yeah. America is like you go, the scouts see you, then you get recruited, and then you get yeah. a scholarship and you go to college. So these girls who have put all their effort and energy into getting a scholarship through athletics now didn't have that opportunity. Can transgender athletes compete in NCAA track i don't think so yet but definitely yeah, in high which, school which is crazy because yeah. then it's like if they if if the purpose is okay you go to state so then you can be scouted but you can't go to state because they've selected a bunch of transgender athletes to go instead exactly who can't even compete at the higher levels because it's illegal well but what the scary thing is where does this stop because yeah. that's something if it's going here then it's going to go to the because, higher levels and like are we going to have transgender athletes in the olympics the, and that's we've already like in tokyo there was the transgender new zealand weightlifter in the in in the women's weightlifting category well the, so in some sports they're saying yes in other sports it's a bit I less mean, clear it's it's it, no, let me be the last, Let the me last, be well, clear. The let other me one. be clear. It is clear that should not happen. That should not happen. That's so yep. unfair to women everywhere. The whole the whole thing is like we're the the LGBTQ movement says like respect us mm. and respect women, right? Mm. How disrespectful is to, yeah. to women, especially like when you start seeing sports like the UFC. Where like transgender males are literally domestically abusing like female athletes. It's it's insanity. Mm-hmm. Like I this is definitely a pet peeve of mine, and I'm super disappointed that these girls lost their appeal mm-hmm. and the and the wow. the judge ruled appointed by Biden, so this part of his administration, mm-hmm. the he ruled in favor of the transgender athletes. And yeah. And, it's so unfair to women everywhere. And and as Lyle has said before, we have created a new category of sport. Well, these are the new categories of sport. You have a male category and a co-ed category. Yeah, that's right. We don't it's, we don't have a female category for there sport. There is no there's no female they just, category. They just can't win. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. It, it like anyway, this definitely makes me very upset. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Here at the Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, and we got some quiz questions for you. I think we're on number three. Third quiz question: uh, What did Australia come in the World Cup? <laughs> Answer: Eleventh, better than the USA. Uh, so just, <laughs> just wanted to put that out there uh, for all our listeners, particularly. It's not a competition. Oh wait, it is. It a literally is a competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how did Aaron and her ass? What? How did Aaron and her, oh yeah, okay. How did Aaron and her assist, sorry, I saw the word her there and I was like really confused, but then I realized it's a name. So how did Aaron and her assist Moses during the battle against the Amalekites? So these two guys, Aaron and her, how did they help Moses 
during the Battle of the Amalekites. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our Bible study companion box set. We'll give it to you absolutely for free. You just have to answer these questions correct. And again, that question was, how did Aaron and her assist Moses during the battle against the Amalekites? Do you think that if I'm doing this in the studio, people can get the hint? Uh, no, no one can see you. No one can see what no I'm doing. No one can see you. But if they could, they if would they know could, exactly what you This is what they were doing. That is exactly what they were doing. <laughs> they, they, Blake is doing a physical action. You can't see it, but that's what that's how they were helping him. So how are they helping him? 0491-064-669. We are going to dive into some scandal, shame, and shock at Christmas with Sven Ostring. Sven, how's it going? Really good, Blake and Lawson. Good to be back on the breakfast show. Absolutely, <laughs> we're happy to have you back. Uh, I am a little bit nervous about where we're going to go today uh, with this interview because you sent me a, sent me an article to look into the scandal, the shame, and the shock at Christmas, and I was I'm a little scared. What's going on? Well, yeah, um, Blake, you you do have reason. You do have reason. So. Uh, let me let me try and put your nerves at ease. Okay, <laughs> but you know the thing is, um, like, uh, is you know I, I've I've watched a movie uh, called The Nativity Story, and uh, boy, it's, it's a it's a beautiful story. But the thing is, this is that you know we 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 celebrate Christmas, uh, whether it's at the shopping centre or in a park, you know, maybe a church we've got a nativity scene. Um, and, and you know, it's all beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing. You've got angels, but the reality is like that it's, it, um, if we actually go back to the situation as it was, it, it's, um, it's more of a scandal rather than a, uh, story, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and we need to dive into that. We, we need to dive into how, how radical and how, um, shocking. Uh, the the nativity scandal, as I'm putting it, um, it really was. So to, to dive into it, uh, the, the first thing which is really scandalous is, is this, and, and this is something which has really challenged and kind of grated with atheists, and that is that the, the very start of the story, it sounds like God comes to this teenage girl, uh, Mary, She's about 14, uh, as best we understand it. And uh, he impregnates her. And it sounds like she actually didn't even have the choice. And that, that sounds really scandalous, Blake. Mm. And, and, and so um, what we need to do is we need to step back into this, this story. First of all, there's, there's lots of other things uh, which are really scandalous as well. So, for example, you had astrologers. So these are spiritualists coming, um, uh, people who, who study, you know, star science and all that kind of, they're coming from the East and they're the ones who, uh, bring, bring gifts and, and acknowledge that, that say somebody royal has been born. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also have, um, you know, shepherds coming in. Now shepherds, uh, they, they work with sheep and sheep are, you know, they're not necessarily the, always the cleanest of animals that they, you know, they, they can be pretty, pretty silly, pretty dumb kind of animals. So, and shepherds were, were low on the ranking of, uh, you know, Jewish society as well. And, and these are the people that are coming 
uh, to to celebrate the the very first nativity scandal. But but going back uh, to that very crucial issue, what what actually happens, and what we need to understand is we we kind of look back and with our kind of sanitized uh, Western you know idea. You know we we live in houses where we've got you know, 2.1 kids and, and um, three cars and all that kind of stuff. But the reality was that for thousands of years, the Jewish people had been looking forward to someone to free them from spiritual slavery. Mm-hmm. That, that is what they were looking for. And in the book Desire of Ages, it says for more than a thousand years, the Jewish people had awaited the Savior's coming. Upon this event, they rested their brightest hopes, and so, so literally, the Jews were were longing for for a person to be born into their community who could save them uh, from from slavery. So, so that that's the first thing. Um, the second thing I want to to say is this: is you know when we go back to to the nativity story where um, Mary was uh, you know conceived of. Uh, the Holy Spirit from 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 God. Um, we we need to remember that uh, often we look at life in very um, sort of natural kind of terms or, or natural processes. So mm-hmm. so when babies are conceived and born these days, we, we think well it's it's a decision between a man and a woman, and, and you know that that's it. You know that that's how babies are born, and, and I don't need to go into the birds and the bees right here. Uh, <laughs> But, but the fact is this, is that we exist because God actually um, sustains us and he, he is the one upholding all the processes in the universe. And, and so when a baby is conceived, it is actually because God consents, God supports that very, uh, very process. So God is involved in, in the origin um, and the start of each one of us, which is amazing. So, mm. so when we when we come back to to Mary conceiving of the Holy Spirit, uh, we need to keep in mind that God is involved in every conception at, at the deepest level. Secondly, that the Jews were looking forward to the Messiah. So every single Jewish girl was wondering, and she's going like, maybe I'm the person that's going to to be honoured to to have. Uh, the Savior, the, the Messiah is my baby. The second, uh, the third thing is this: is that if you go through the actual story uh, in in the Bible, in in the Gospel of Luke, um, it, it says this. First of all, an angel comes to Mary and says, "You are um, favored. The uh, the Lord is with you," which means that you know God's grace is with you. Um, so it was a very empowering. Um, uh, you know, greeting. It was a very empowering, um, you know, angelic approach to her. But then he, he goes on. You found favor with God. You'll conceive and you'll bear a son. And he will be great. He'll be the son of the Most High. Um, and God will give him the throne of his father David. Now, this is the thing. Is that what he what he's saying to Mary is saying, he's saying, you will bear, you, you will give birth to, to the king, the king who's going to reign over God's entire kingdom of the whole world um, uh, for all eternity. And that's an amazing thing. Now, the question is, uh, did, did Mary have a choice? 
Well, she, she goes into it. She says, I'm not sure if this is possible because, you know, I'm a virgin. And then um, the angel says, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and this is going to, um, you're going to uh, conceive because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Mary actually says, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. So Mary, Mary actually said, yes, I, I, I'm willing to be the person who will bear uh, the the son of God who who will um, bear you know um, give birth to the Messiah. So she she said yes, and and this was an amazing amazing honor. So so we we really need to put the whole birth of Jesus in the context mm-hmm. of of what uh, the the Jewish people were looking forward to. So I, I'm just also just trying to process all of this as well too when. We think about, you know, when we think about the Christmas story as well, too, it is got this little, like, happy vibe. Everyone's, like, giving hugs and giving high fives, and the donkey's looking at the little baby in the manger, and everyone's happy. But, like, it is kind of a, it's a messy story. It's a difficult it story, and it's not it's not as uh, cut from the children's book cloth that many uh, stories represent this as yeah because you know we go from mary and we go to joseph and mm-hmm. and joseph finds out that mary's pregnant and you know put put it in um you know put yourself in his shoes oh it would have uh, been, been absolutely heartbreaking because i mean that has never uh, um the the a virgin coming uh, becoming pregnant like has never happened before in history, and so obviously he would have thought, "Hey, something terrible has just happened, and my heart's broken." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because he he's not thinking to himself, you know, virgin birth. No, he he's thinking to himself, you know, I'm I'm uh, you know going to get married. Um, I'm engaged to to this you know uh, young woman, uh, and and now she's pregnant. I mean, he's thinking, you know, natural processes he's thinking what what would have occurred and of course he's thinking you know she's been unfaithful uh to to me and, and you know, rightfully so actually, rightfully yeah. so yeah exactly exactly and and you know so so for for people at that time and the other thing too is remember that these kind of rumors would spread quickly which they did which they did because you know later on when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees uh, to, to the religious leaders of the time, and he's he's sharing with them um, that that his uh, you know his father is 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 God. Um, they they come back to him and say, well, you know, um, you know, we weren't born in adultery, we weren't born in, in um, you know sin, and and that you can feel the, the jab right there because because what they're saying is we've heard the rumors about you and. and you know, we we believe that that you're not actually a legitimate, you know, son of of Joseph. But of course, the thing we need to keep in mind is that that Jesus was born with a greater, you know, destiny, with a greater purpose, with a greater plan as well. But you know, we come back to Joseph. So you know, it's scandalous for Joseph, and and it takes something out of the ordinary, something supernatural, um, to to allow us to move from the scandal of the story. To where God is really going, and that's what happens is is for Joseph, an angel comes to him and says, "Don't be afraid. Don't 
don't hold back from from you know going ahead with your your marriage to marry because this is God's work, this is God's plan, and her son Jesus is a person who's going to save. Um, God's people from their spiritual slavery, mm-hmm. and and that's the turning point. And that's um, uh, Blake. That's what we need to do um, with with Christmas. First of all, we need to kind of unsanitize Christmas in terms of you know it's not Santa Claus down at the shopping center, right. you know, getting your your favorite Lego um, set and, and asking you whether you've been a good boy or a girl. No, this is this is really really shocking stuff. Um, but you know what we need to, to be able to do is to experience the the supernatural reality to be able to hear what God's um, <clears throat> plan is and and what what a difference uh, Christmas or, or more accurately I could say is Jesus' birth means for us personally and I guess and this comes back to in the last few uh, seconds that I've got. Uh, Blake, this comes to the most shocking thing of all, and it's not just shepherds, you know, who are kind of uh, caring for the sheep and astrologers and um, spiritual people coming from the east. The, the most um, shocking thing is that the God of the universe would actually enter into our world, be born and, and laid in a um, animal's feeding trough um, because the God of the universe would love us so much that he wants to to enter into the human race so that he could rebuild um, his relationship with us. That, that is the most scandalous thing, but it's the most amazing thing as well. So um, I I want to to encourage all of us, you know, who are who are listening, who are journeying through Christmas. Let's dive into the real story, the real scandal, and then let's be blown away by how amazing um, and shocking this news is for us each personally. Thank you so much, Finn, for helping us to understand uh, Christmas for the right reasons and also to kind of unsanitize this story that actually is pretty real and pretty scandalous Mm. and pretty shocking on many levels. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.